Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. I'm Nicholas Rod here, and I'm alone for this episode. Chris, unfortunately, uh, got a little hammered by some spring allergies, so he could not join us today. Lost his voice a little bit. And as funny as I think it would have been to to have him here and listen to that for an episode, um, we decided to go with the better option. And there goes my voice. <laughs> We decided to go with the better option and uh, and have me record alone. That way his voice can recover and he'll be back hopefully with us on Friday. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to have a show for you, of course. And we're going to start it off as we always do, or at least we have been for a few weeks now. We're going to start out with the weather. And we start in Los Angeles with a sunny day to start the week off and 81 degrees. In Houston, Texas, it'll be partly cloudy with a high of 74. In Chicago, Illinois, it'll be cloudy in 61. And in New York City, it will be sunny and 56. So a pretty nice way to start off the week across a major city's in the country, I'd say. No rain, no precipitation, no snow, you know, all the good stuff. Well, there's not too much to talk about uh, here. I guess I can talk about my weekend a little bit. There's not honestly that much to talk about, though. This weekend was one of the most, uh, one of the most bland weekends I've had in a while. Um, Actually, that's not entirely true. In some respects, it was actually quite interesting for me anyway um for those that don't know me personally that that tune into this show i am a huge gamer i always have been despite the fact that you know i have no vision uh in my house we always had gaming systems you know my siblings love gaming and all that so we always had gaming systems you know it started out with the ps2 is the first one i can remember although we had the ps1 and for those that don't know what PS is, <coughs> excuse me, um, the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. So we had those in the house, and then eventually we got an Xbox 360. And so my entire life has been surrounded by gaming, and despite the fact I have no vision, I have just found a way to play games through sheer determination, <coughs> You know, games like FIFA, if you don't know what that is, it's it's uh, soccer. And then a lot of Guitar Hero as well, and a ton of other games as well. But I won't go on about that for too long. But the, the reason I bring this up is because this weekend I fought for hours on end to get FIFA working on my PC. And what's nice about that is since I use a screen reader on PC... Um, it can read the things on the screen in the game. So now I don't need anyone's help reading the menus, and so I've kind of been no-lifing the game all weekend. Uh, <laughs> let's hope it doesn't turn into anything unhealthy, although I fear, especially with spring break coming up. Wish me the best of luck there. <laughs> but beyond that, it was a pretty average weekend. Um, not too much going on. 
It thunderstormed here on Friday, the first thunderstorm uh, of the year. So that was kind of interesting. Although where I'm at, uh, it didn't thunder all that much. Honestly, I think in the morning I heard about three rolls of thunder and that's about it. And it didn't come back later in the day at all or anything. So minorly disappointing because I do love thunderstorms and all of that. But oh well, it is what it is. But I feel like I've rambled on long enough here. Let's get into a bit of news. And we start out with your Monday morning COVID update. So for this morning's COVID update, I figured I'd go through kind of the latest numbers as to where we are uh, regarding the pandemic here in, in the country. Since it, Since the pandemic began, there have been over 30,300,000 cases in the country and just about 550 deaths. The current seven-day average that we are seeing for cases, the latest one was about 57,000 hovering around there. Um, a lot of the seven-day averages we've been seeing has been hovering somewhere in between 53 and 57,000, somewhere in that range. So... And then the latest seven-day average for hospitalizations was about uh, 4,700. And the seven-day average for deaths has been hovering around 1,000 per day. As far as vaccinations are concerned, the daily average over the past two weeks has been about 2.5 million. Uh, they've been hitting that mark for about two weeks straight now, with some days even seeing over 3 million people getting vaccinated per day. Uh, at this point, 71% of people 65 and older have received at least one shot of the vaccine. And over 47 million adults throughout the country have been fully vaccinated. In terms of the vaccination effort on children, uh, Pfizer has started trials when it comes to vaccinating on children, with 14.2 million being fully vaccinated and 27.6 million having at least one dose. Little note, Krispy Kreme is giving out free donuts to those that show their vaccine card. And another little thing to note is that new studies are showing that uh, the pandemic has had some positive impact on teenagers. Uh, the main thing to note about this is sleep. Teenagers throughout the pandemic have been getting more sleep due to the fact that a lot of teenagers are attending school online, so they don't have to worry about catching a bus in the morning, and online classes have tended to start later than normal in-person classes would. But that's what we have for you as far as a COVID update is concerned, so let's move forward here, and we now get into some info about the second wave of the latest stimulus checks. So this is the second round of the checks. They were released on Friday. 
According to the IRS, this means that 127 million payments have been released. About those who have not received their payment at this point, well, first of all, we'll make this clear that this is not a new stimulus check or anything like that. No, this is still uh, the third stimulus check, the one that was passed in the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. And these payments have been sent in the form of direct deposits, checks, and IRS-issued debit cards, which we've talked about before here on the show. These were sent to a few different main groups. First off, eligible taxpayers, either to those that filed 2019 or those that filed 2020 taxes, or to those who don't typically file tax returns, such as uh, those who are on SSI, SSDI, or VA benefits and successfully entered their information in the non-filers portal before it closed last year. Uh, chances are, just to note, the non-filer portal probably will not be reopening at this point. Now, if you've qualified for the stimulus but have not received it at this point, don't freak out. There's nothing to panic about at this time, but unfortunately, there's nothing that you can do to speed up the process, again, as we've stated in prior episodes. The IRS has said that millions of payments will continue to roll out to millions of qualifying uh, people in the forms of direct deposits, checks, or the debit cards in the coming weeks. So there's been a little bit of a situation regarding missing payments for those who are on things like SSI, SSDI, or VA benefits. Uh, it looks like that uh, it looks like these payments are finally going to be processed. About 30 million stimulus payments were blocked because the SSA didn't send over the necessary paperwork to the IRS to have this clear. So to get a little more into the specifics as to what happened, about two weeks before President Biden signed the stimulus bill into law, the IRS asked the SSA to transfer your files to the IRS uh, ahead of time so that they could get your stimulus payments ready to go. But that never happened. That was until congressional lawmakers sent a demand letter last week to the SSA uh, telling them to transfer the files to the IRS within 24 hours or else. Needless to say, the threat worked, and the files of about 30 million SS beneficiaries were sent over to the IRS on Friday. The IRS has not yet given a date for... The release of these missing payments. However, congressional lawmakers are putting the pressure on them to, and saying make it happen and make it happen soon. So we should have news on that relatively soon. Moving away from all the stimulus information, all of that, we just have a quick little note as far as Governor Cuomo is concerned and everything going on there. Uh, of course, we've been following 
the sexual harassment scandals regarding Governor Cuomo over on Medium, where we write our articles. To see all the latest on on those, make sure to click the link in the show notes. However, as we mentioned in one of the Rapid News stories on Friday, he is being accused of using his powers to get him and his family tested for COVID-19 during this time last year when supply for tests was still very low. Moving away from that, though, we have a little bit of information on President Trump and his resort Mar-a-Lago. It has been shut down due to a COVID outbreak. Uh, A receptionist at the resort did confirm this news. However, at this time, it's still not clear as to how many cases have been reported or how this is affecting President Trump himself as right now he does live at the resort. Little bit of international news now though. The first airstrike has been launched from North Korea since President Biden took office. According to reports, it traveled 270 miles and landed in the ocean. Now, this kind of action is illegal following the United Nations laws. Experts say that this is likely an attempt to intimidate other countries. However, at this time, there's not a lot of other information to go on, not a lot more to say, so we'll move forward. We have a little bit of information as to home prices and how the real estate market has been affected over the past year. Too bad Chris isn't here right now because this is kind of his specialty. This is kind of his strong suit. So it doesn't quite feel right talking about this, but I'll move forward anyway. I'll march ahead. Over the past year, uh, the numbers have shown that home prices are on the rise. Uh, Home supply, though, is 30% lower and prices themselves are about 16% higher. And average interest rates are at an all-time low at 3.09%. A lot of the reason for the effect on the real estate market does come down to uh, the pandemic, which has been going on for the past year, of course. A lot of people have been working remotely, of course, So they've needed a bigger home, a bigger space, so that they have room to work. Uh, Many people are leaving big cities. They want to move away from, you know, being so close to people, so they need homes outside the city. At this point, some cities are actually uh, giving incentives to, to move there. Now, we do have a bit of a home buyers checklist for those who are listening who may be thinking about buying a home uh, now or in the near future. So you need to kind of think about mortgage uh, principal and interest, homeowners insurance, taxes, and also upkeep and maintenance. But that's all we have as far as main news goes, and normally we do rapid news right now, 
but we actually don't have any uh, for this time around. I do apologize that we'll be back on Friday, though. As for good news, I will still give a nice little good news story. So, this one takes place in New York City, and I've, I've talked a lot about pets and my good news stories, but, but I can't help it. There are so many great um, good news stories involving pets and animals in general. I just have to. I just have to. So, there was one woman who at first did not own a cat at all. You know, didn't own a cat, never had interest in owning a cat. She was allergic. But one day, her husband brought a cat home for her because she was still an animal lover, and he truly believed that uh, she would adore this cat. And sure enough, she did. He became her best friend. And she just kind of realized that, you know, she didn't want to be away from her kitty from, you know, while she was at work. So, to kind of fix the problem, she started adopting and purchasing more cats. And she actually opened a cat cafe right in the city. If you don't know what a cat cafe is, it's essentially a place where you can pay uh, for a certain amount of time to go in and hang out with just a bunch of cats. Um, it's a nice wide open space. The cats get to roam around. You can hang out with them, relax with them, pet them, watch them, whatever. You just get to be around them and enjoy the time. <laughs> And for a lot of cat cafes, and this one is no different from this, the cats are adoptable. So if you are interested in adopting a cat, uh, you can go there and, you know, look around and see if there are any that, that catch your eye. And you can take them home. Well, this specific cat cafe has had a very, very good adoption rate and they you know they've been very successful at uh finding cats uh, new homes in there i'd say about six years of operation somewhere in there six or seven years of operation they've seen 600 adoptions plus you know it could be over 600 adoptions at this point so they've managed to find homes for over 600 cats. They give people a place to just, you know, relax around cats. If you are a, you know, a fan of cats, that's an amazing place to be. Um, and it all started from, you know, just one woman's husband bringing home a cat thinking she'd like, you know, thinking that she'd love him, the cat, even though they had never owned a cat before and had no interest in doing so. Kind of a crazy story, in my opinion. Um, you know, you hate to hear of animals, pets without a home. Um, 
as we've established before in these good news stories, our pets are family. You know, they they are very, very close members of our family. And they're just so amazing. They're are some of our closest companions. And to be able to find homes for 600 cats from just one one business from one you know one location that's pretty amazing in my book i don't know about all of you but i know that makes me incredibly happy and it's a good way to end this episode Now we will be back here throughout the week as always. Catch us here on Wednesday for our next installment of Dumb Laws. And on Friday we will have an end of the week roundup of news as always. In the meantime, of course, you can go over and follow us on Twitter. Links will be in the show notes. That includes the Blind Boys Politics account where you can catch all of the latest and up-to-date news we try to be on there uh, pretty much all day and quite late into the night so you get breaking news up-to-date news for most of the day you can also go follow us over on our personal accounts over on Chris's you'll see what he's up to maybe you'll see some pictures of his puppy and over on mine you can see all my wacky tangents and fun thoughts at least I think they're fun um, and of course, as I stated before, don't forget to check out our Medium articles, not just the Cuomo stories, but all of them. We talk a lot about a bunch of different topics that we don't cover here on the show, other news that just doesn't make it here. So go over, read those, enjoy those, and we hope you enjoy all of them. But until we are back here on Wednesday... I say to you goodbye to Chris. Hopefully you're doing well, and we'll see all of you soon. Bye, guys.